0: Welcome to XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers. I'm Kathy Pokerbeck. And I'm Inez Belina. And we're here today with Rosalind Cummings Yates. Welcome. Thank you. Um, She is an award-winning journalist, author, and arts critic specializing in travel and culture. Based in Chicago, she pens stories that reflect the spirit and traditions of people and destinations. Her credits include USA Today, Go Escape Magazine, Hemispheres, Miami Herald, MSN, Women's Day, Marriott Traveler, Chicago Sun-Times, Midwest Living, Orbit Salon, Bride, Chicago Magazine, Travelith Magazine and Sherman's Travel. She is an adjunct professor of journalism at the at Columbia College Chicago and is a member of the Society of American Travel Writers and the American Society of Journalists and Authors. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram, at FarsightedGirl. And we were just discussing how she has the most Shakespearean name of (laughs) any of the guests.
1: Yeah, my mom is a retired English teacher, and I was named for Rosalind and As You Like It. The Yates came from my ex-husband, and I didn't even put together the fact that this was such a literary name until after we were married and <laughs> decided to hyphenate.
0: Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And welcome. Thank you. So we invited we invited Rosalind here today because there have been some comments about certain countries made by uh, our... That
1: figure in the White House.
0: Thank you. The 45th. 45. <laughs> yeah. we we'll just call 45. Referring to some countries as shitholes. And I was scrolling through Instagram, and I noticed that Rosalind had all these beautiful pictures of Haiti, which was one of the countries that was denigrated. And I invited her, we invited her on here, because this episode is our love letter. Mm. Yes. To Haiti, Aww. and we're so glad you're here to help us, you know, to enhance our love for Haiti too.
1: yeah oh, I'm so happy to be here, Mon Cherie Haiti. Yes, yes.
2: especially because I've been intrigued by Haiti for a really long time. Really? Mostly through its history and with its literature. Yeah, and its relationship with the Dominican Republic. And then my dad used to have to travel to Haiti a lot for work. Oh, when? Maybe Mm. early 2000s as part of kind of like the UN peacekeeping missions that were still there. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he came back with some very interesting like observations about it. I have seen in recent years more people going. Mm -hmm. And I would really love to see.
1: Haiti is so beautiful. And it's almost like it's being kept a secret. I mean, it is stunningly beautiful and this is from someone who sees lots and lots of beauty on travel haiti means land of mountains and that was the thing that surprised me i don't know that because you think island i wasn't thinking mountainous but it really is and it's just sweeping with these huge peaks and green and the beaches it's gorgeous well, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: well, when you heard, uh, you know, the the comments that 45 made, what, what was your reaction to it?
1: Well, first of all, I typically ignore all the ignorance coming out of the White House. Mm-hmm. So I usually do not directly respond. But I feel... Like, Haiti has been targeted for so long in terms of negative images, so I felt compelled to set the record straight because there's a lot of stereotypes out there that aren't necessarily true about Haiti, and I'm I'm tired of them. Mm-hmm. So I felt compelled to start writing, and I had already actually been doing this, but I, as you saw with my post, I, I felt like, okay, this has to be directly addressed.
0: And how long have you been visiting Haiti?
1: Oh, that wasn't my first time. Okay. That was like, that's why my post was, it was a trip of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really changed me. Mm -hmm. I had been wanting to go for a long time.
0: Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to finally buy the ticket Um, and go?
1: I actually was invited to cover the Port-au-Prince Jazz Festival. This is the other thing (laughs) that actually got me upset. It's like, okay... Almost every island in the Caribbean has a jazz festival. How is it that Haiti has been having this since 2007? And I had never heard of it. Yeah. Never. International jazz festival. There were musicians from France, from Switzerland, from around the Caribbean. I mean, it was phenomenal. So that's what brought me there.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. So when you were first planning the trip... What kind of research and preparation did you do?
1: So I've been thinking about that. This is the thing. Haiti is not the kind of place for a tourist. Uh And I'm putting my hands in quotation marks. Meaning that it's not the kind of destination that you go to and figure you'll stay in the resort, although you could do that, Mm -hmm. and just lay on the beach. It's not that kind of place. The culture and the history is so very deep that in order to really get a sense of the place, you need some sort of guide. Unless you speak French or Creole, mm-hmm. you really do need a guide because okay. you will miss so much. I had uh, Cyril from Tour Haiti, who was, oh my God, this man, his history. He actually, I believe, was a history professor because it was just... Everywhere we went, he had all of this wonderful history and culture. And the thing about a place like Haiti is that you want to be able to understand the meaning and significance of so much that you will not, unless you know some French or Creole, Mm -hmm. you will be lost. Lots of people do speak English, and the Haitian diaspora is very, very big. When I was there, there were tons and tons of Haitian Americans. But as you get out of Port-au-Prince, you can't expect people to speak English and you will just miss so much. So, yeah, in terms of preparation, you definitely should uh, book some sort of tour. And this, you know, it's not like a big bus tour or anything. This is like a private one-on-one. So Mm -hmm. it's not one of those big package things and he will do whatever it is that you're interested in. But that is one of the things that you have to do. I was actually surprised to see so many um, three and four star hotels. Not surprised in that I knew that Haiti had some tourism infrastructure, but I didn't think it was that sophisticated. It is, actually. I mean, you you have your choice of hotels or guest houses. It's not a problem at all. Hostels? Not so much. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And when... Making uh, reservations for accommodations. I mean,
1: you can go just, online. Uh, yeah, okay. see, people again, it's like I know, I
2: feel like I'm being so ignorant. No, you're about not. It, and, but, and this is, and yeah. this is
1: what I, I feel really, really privileged to kind of let people know. Now, granted, on the way over on the American flight, it was filled with missionaries i think i was the only one not a missionary so you can understand how those kinds of stereotypes get out now however the man that i was sitting next to was a retired missionary bringing his kids to see haiti and he's like it is so beautiful yeah yeah so but it's so frustrating The country is still reeling from so many disasters, political and natural. So you have all of these people who are there and continue to come there. But there's a lot going on in Haiti besides that. Yeah. But you don't hear about it. Right. Again, hence... An international jazz festival. Hence, an international food festival in September. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got all this stuff going on, but you don't hear about it. Like, yeah. where did you and Cyril go? In terms of places to visit, absolutely bucket list. You must, in your lifetime, get to La Citadel. Hmm. That is the mountainside fortress built on the top. And I have seen fortresses all over Europe, all over Latin America and the Caribbean. This took my breath away. I am not exaggerating. It is a UNESCO World Heritage site. It's just so majestic and of course you can only get there by climbing on a horse. So the whole the whole experience is just so life-changing and moving, because it literally is really at the top of a mountain, and you see it. Um, In terms of architecture, it's quite stunning, but it's also stunning when you think of the logistics of how they did this, Mm -hmm. and how the fact that these were formerly enslaved people who figured out that they were going to build a fortress fortress, and if the French ever came back, they were not getting them, because they'd be able to see them from that fortress. Yeah, and they had plans that I mean, it was it's stunning. There is also a palace, Sansuchi Palace, which the first Haitian king um, built, which is also stunning. It is in ruins, of course, they're ruins, but it's it's quite beautiful. The scenery, the views, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. that should be for anybody. That should be the number one you absolutely have to do if you go to Haiti. It's just mind-blowing. So that's the first thing. (laughs) Second thing, I think I was talking earlier, um, he he has particular music. Actually, a lot of different indigenous forms. But there's a very famous band called the Ram Band, and they have a a residence in Hotel Olofsson in Port-au-Prince. And Richard Morse is the founder and lead singer of this band. Now, I had heard of him because I do a lot of um music stuff, and I'd heard the music and it's It's hard to explain, but it's sort of uh some some people call it voodoo rock, but it is a mixture of traditional folk. I saw instruments that I've never seen in my life, and some rock elements and so it's it's You've got to see it. The performance they have at Hotel Olufsen is open to the public. And you see locals, you see tourists, you see everybody. And they're dancing. And, of course, it's till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And I actually saw somebody go into a trance. It's just unbelievable. (laughs) And the band is like two dozen people up on stage. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. So, yes, this is the other thing that you must do when you go to Haiti. Also, Haiti and I was very familiar with this. And that Chicago has a, not a big, but a, quite a sizable uh, Haitian diaspora, and we actually have a couple of Haitian art museums. So I have some Haitian art, and I'm kind of familiar with it. So I knew that Haiti was kind of known for their artisanship, mm-hmm. but I was not prepared for how it is very much a part of the daily life. You cannot go anywhere in Haiti or Port-au-Prince and not see the tap-taps colored and painted, the shops on the sidewalk. There will be, from the sidewalk lined up to the tree, paintings, hand-painted. I mean, just art everywhere. So one of the things that you've got to do is you've got to go to the iron market. Haiti is known for their iron um, art craftship that they make out of iron, and it's something to see. You can actually see them created and how are we I'm, this is not even half of the, um, no. the <laughs> list. It's like so many things. I mean, really, it was a lifetime.: Keep trip. going. Keep yeah. going. The Haitian National Museum. Oh my God. In Port-au-Prince. There is a museum dedicated to the history and the culture of Haiti, Mm -hmm. unlike any museum I've ever seen. And I'm a museum nerd. They have their freedom fighters, the people who fought and won their independence. They have their tombs there as part of the museum. Wow. And then inside the museum, they have artifacts like they have the anchor from the Santa Maria. Oh, it's, wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh yes, God. I know. It's like they've got paintings. It's like unbelievable. And then the grounds, they have gardens. I mean, it's just in and of itself, it's like a destination you need to go and see. So the history of Haiti from the Freedom Fighters through the arts, through the political turmoil, all of that is represented in that museum. Mm-hmm. And it is quite impressive. And then we get to the the food. Mm-hmm. People, again, because there is this stereotype of, oh, Haiti, so poor, starving people... There is a very sophisticated Haitian cuisine that you could go to Haiti and just do food tours, quite frankly. The Tell me food more. Right? that good? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I actually met a couple of Haitian chefs when I was there. And I was just, well, now again, because I do have Haitian friends, I have had Haitian food and I knew it was good. I just didn't know how extensive it was until I got to Haiti. So there are. Specific foods that you will hear of. The first thing you will hear about is griot. Griot is fried pork that is seasoned with scotch-botted peppers and lemons and all these other things. I can't tell you because I don't eat meat. (laughs) This is what everybody else was eating and everybody else. I mean, it looks, it it does look quite good. That is a popular dish in a street food. Also... If you've been to the Caribbean, you've had patties. Well, in Haiti, they have—they're called pâtés, and they're not like your typical patties in that, because of the French influence, it's like a French puff pastry, Mm. and then you have the filling. Oh, Oh. let me tell you, you. (laughs) all you had to say was
0: puff puff pastry.
1: Um, They have lambi, which you will also see a lot of places. Lambi créole, which is conch in a. Creole sauce, a very rich sauce. They put the sauce in a lot of different things. Chicken dishes. The thing that did strike me is there's this pumpkin soup, jumeau, I think is the name of it. And I saw it um, served for dinner and I learned that there's a history behind it. Apparently, during slavery, the colonialists would eat this pumpkin soup, which was very rich and very hearty. And enslaved people weren't even able to get near the pumpkin. So after they won their independence, it became the signature dish that they eat to celebrate their freedom. So on January 1st, everybody eats this soup. They also eat it on, I think on Sundays, they eat it. But I didn't know the significance behind that until I got to Haiti. And it's very, very good. I mean, it's just not pumpkins. There's all sorts of things also, and I can't tell you what's in it. But that's another dish that you will see that's wonderful. I actually went to several restaurants that were all very, very sophisticated. And one in particular, La Observatoire which actually is on a viewpoint of, again, Haiti and the hills and the mountains. It's it's on a small mountain, and you see this sweeping view of Port-au-Prince. And it's a restaurant, and they have traditional Haitian dishes. and It's just wonderful.
2: Did yeah. you find Haiti to be expensive or cheap?
1: Actually, cheap. The thing is, so I did not change any of my money. The Haitian currency is the good because I found that, especially in Port-au-Prince, most people do take uh, credit cards. And on the street, as I was buying up the, the art and everything, they'll take American dollars. I took American dollars and I had my credit card and I was fine. I've been told that you don't want to use the ATM anyway. It's just cash. An yeah. ATM is is probably gonna be pretty good, and it goes a long way. Yeah, nothing okay. was expensive. No,
0: apparently, like there is a growing, a quiet growing interest in <laughs> Haiti. It seems like, in, in terms of tourism, what? Yeah, what do you think? Is would more tourism help or hurt Haiti? And how are they prepared to deal with like a potential influx?
1: Haiti to me is like Cuba in that there are lots of people who might be interested. But your typical tourist is not going to be able Mm. to really deal with the lack of infrastructure. It is beautiful. The people are warm and very, very um, welcoming. However, the roads, I have never seen roads so treacherous. Mm. I mean, to the point where I don't know how the local women wear heels. That's how treacherous those roads are. So transportation, you know, you definitely need a guide and someone who's going to take you. I mean, people, I mean, I wouldn't feel unsafe getting on a tap tap. But again, logistically, how long it would take you to get where you're going on those roads in the tap tap, you know, it's just... So I'm not worried about Haiti being overpowered by tourism like that. That kind of tourism is usually for destinations that have these big resorts that people flock to. Haiti is not that kind of destination. But I do feel very strongly. So there are a couple of cruise ships that come into Haiti, Labadee specifically. And I actually feel very strongly about that. I feel that... It does kind of set Haiti up as, oh, they have pretty beaches, but we don't want to have any contact with the people. Right. (laughs) And I really feel like the locals don't get any benefit from it either. I would not, you know, encourage you to experience Haiti that way. I would encourage you to come and stay at a hotel. And that way the people would benefit from it. And, yeah, like I said... There were lots of hotels. Haiti does have the infrastructure to accommodate significant tourism because I'm looking at that international jazz fest that brought people in from around the world and everywhere we went, it was packed and all the hotels were filled, but they accommodated the people. So yeah, it can, it can, take, it can take some tourism.
2: What is Port-au-Prince like as a city?
1: It is a typical Caribbean city in that it's a little chaotic. (laughs) Um, You know, lots of street vendors, people selling things, music everywhere, people playing dominoes in the street. You know, that's very much like any other island. But it's sprawling. And again, the hills. Mm. So again, not that easy to navigate. I would... I would never consider going by myself without some sort of guide or tour company or something. And I say that as, you know, a woman traveling alone. But not necessarily in terms of safety issues. I never felt unsafe. And I do know people who travel to Haiti and go and, you know, as long as you've got some street smarts, you're not stupid. Yeah, it's not like, oh, my God, they're going to kidnap you. No, no.
0: So, how would you compare it to like other other destinations like Jamaica or the Dominican Republic, or Haiti is unlike
1: any other island, and I knew this intuitively, and when I got there, it was um, clear first of all, Haiti is the first black Republic, and that history and that culture is seeped within everything. And the Caribbean, of course, does have, you know, Santo Domingo is is mm-hmm. pretty old as well. But the feel is totally different. I would actually say if you'd ask me if there was any place that reminded me of Haiti, it would be Cuba, actually. Okay. Yeah, because that history, you see it in the buildings. The people are very warm. Yeah, that's, that's the closest I would say you'd get to Haiti. But... Um, in terms of the natural beauty, oh my gosh, I was not prepared for that. It is stunning. Those beaches are, they're gorgeous. Just yeah. enough. I mean, you could actually go and stay at a beach hotel and just be in paradise. You could do that in Haiti. People just don't know. You could. There are lots of, not lots, but enough that you have to choose from beach hotels that are on a beach, and you can just stay there and eat. And
0: did you do that? Did you stay?
1: And... No, 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 no. I didn't have time because I was there for the um, jazz festival, which was beautiful. And then I went to Cap Haitian to see the the Citadel, mm-hmm, which uh-huh. is you know that's a day just to get up there. And, you know, just getting around Port-au-Prince and seeing some, some of the sites. Haiti and Port-au-Prince is not small. It's not the kind of thing you just, oh, I'll do a day or two. I mean, there's a lot to see and experience. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and it sounds like you packed it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was just so happy just to get the experience. I was, you know, I've been waiting a long time to to see Haiti, and I would definitely definitely encourage people to. Um, It's not hard to get to. Flight out of Florida is like, what, an hour maybe? Oh, wow. You know, the hotels are very accessible. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not a whole lot to stop you.
2: Did you get the feeling that the Haitians were surprised by your presence? I felt...
1: Like I said, it's like all of this has been going on and nobody's been talking about it. I almost felt like this was a secret that everybody knew and that I was getting in on it. No, they weren't (laughs) surprised. They were all very welcoming. Again, I think Haitians are very anxious for people to see that, you know, this is a beautiful country. It's not all disaster and poverty. So everybody is very gracious anyway. But I, I, I think... That people, like I said, there's a very big Haitian diaspora in Miami, and I think they go back and forth. So there's lots of people just coming for weekend trips, and then you have these events like the Jazz Fest and the Food Fest. And, you know, they're used to people coming in and and spending money and hanging out. No, I never got that sense at all. Yeah. No.
2: Did you, besides the Haitian Americans, though, did you see any, like, other big group of tourists? Like, I'm wondering, maybe Australians have discovered it, and we just don't know. Or or
1: those pesky Germans. (laughs) Yeah, those
2: Germans that you
1: find everywhere. (laughs) Um, No, I didn't see big groups of anybody. (laughs) <laughs> when I was when I was at La Citadel, I did see a big group of Japanese people. Interesting. <laughs> Again, the history. They were there taking those pictures. Yeah. yeah.
0: That surprises me. it yeah. seems
1: like a long trip. I mean, I I don't know, but I, that's that was a big group that I did notice. There were people coming from all over because I definitely was having problems talking to anybody because nobody spoke. English I, heard, I let me see I heard French. I think I was hearing Dutch. there are people coming from everywhere, yeah, they were they were
0: I just I feel like it's a really American thing where. Like your Cuba example, where people, where we go places and we're like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And all the European people are like, oh, yeah, we've been we've
2: coming
1: been here, here for in. years. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuba's a good example. Like so many of my Latin American friends actually do like the all-inclusive in Cuba. Like yeah. it's very, very normal. But it's I would not never something... do an all-inclusive in Cuba. No, I would. <laughs> but I think it just goes to show, though, since there was never the embargo, it's not like they think like, oh, I really want to see the culture. Like for them, it's very much like I just want to go to a pretty beach. Cuba has this really cheap deal right now. I'm going, you know.
1: Spring break. Yeah, spring break kind of thing. And I think Americans travel a certain kind of way that's different than the way Europeans travel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hence, there are certain places that do attract Americans and not so much Europeans. But, you know, you have to look at the distance, too. Right. And the same stereotypes that we see here, they also see in Europe. So, right. I don't know, but I can tell you there's definitely tourism going on. I can tell you <laughs> that, that. It is, and I was I was actually happy to see it. And more sustainable type mm. of tourism, the type of tourism that you do want to support. So, I actually stayed at the Marriott Port-au-Prince, and I was blown away because it looked like no Marriott I had ever seen <laughs> in my life apparently, and I didn 't even know this, there was a mr Marriott what, what? I know oh <laughs> like, well, yes, Mr. Marriott had so many people working in Florida who had been affected by the hurricane that he decided to have this hotel totally dedicated to Ho- Haitian culture, so from top to bottom, it is covered it was curated by a Haitian artist, all of the food, all of the employees, everything hundred percent Haitian Wow I was just. Blown away. First of all,
2: the <laughs> fact that a Mr. Marriott I know, exists i know—I was like, How? like a What? Movie. what? what?
1: Yeah. Bob Marriott? Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, Mr. Marriott decided. I'm like, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. I just say that to mean that you know, you think a Marriott, uh, you know, American? What? No, you would not. And it was—you wouldn't know it was a Marriott, frankly. Right. And it was, I just felt like I was experiencing the culture at every turn. Everything from the menus to the food to everything was very much Haitian. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I go to places for. It's like I want to, to experience the people and the culture. So there are a lot of gift shop had all of these locally made things from artisans who had their own little small shops. Mm-hmm. The toiletries, locally made. So those are the kinds of things. It's like, yeah, you go to Haiti and you buy those things because that's supporting the people, and it's also supporting the culture and the traditions.
0: Yeah, you were there to cover the jazz fest. Mm-hmm. Speaking of traditions, <laughs> did you did you get to see any like traditional Haitian performances? Yeah. Or... Well,
1: so Vodou which is the tradition that encompasses Yoruba, religion, and a lot of different traditions. I did see a little bit of that. You will see the Voodoo flags everywhere. The thing is, if you don't understand what it is or the symbolism, it'll go right past you. But it is all over, Uh and it is very much incorporated into the culture. Haiti is a Catholic country, but um, depending who you're talking mm-hmm. to and where you go, you can experience the very traditional voto practices.
2: That's like my favorite kind of Catholic countries.
1: Yeah. The ones but, that
2: just do a lot of other
1: practices. Well, we incorporate, yeah. They incorporate, I mean, Brazil and Cuba are the other yeah. places where you really see that, and it's great.
2: Fun fact: Haiti is where zombies were created. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and that's all I'm really gonna say about that.
1: <laughs> I, you know, there's there's something in the air in Haiti. I'm I'm not even exaggerating. There there really is. Yeah. Did you feel it's on the verge of becoming big? I feel that Haiti is definitely on the come up. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt and saw it on a lot of levels. The fact that you have, like, Tour Haiti, I I love because it's small and it's historically based, but there are lots of other tourism places Mm -hmm. that you can... The fact that you have these choices tells you that there are people coming and there's enough of a demand. Definitely. It's on its way up. Yeah. Definitely. One of the things that I did experience that really struck me as... Something that you could only experience in Haiti, besides all of the history and culture. So throughout the Caribbean, you've got rum. Uh Haiti has a version called clarin. I was struck by the fact that you have these homemade stills on the roadside. Where that you can buy it. So still made from right. the sugar cane process, but of course it has not been aged. Here we are. So moonshine rum. And you can only find Claren in Haiti. They don't, of course, export it. Not yet. <laughs> oh, actually, you're right. Because there is, you know, people go and they love it. Just... Being in the streets, you will see people sell this clarin, and it's a very much of a local thing. And it was, of course, really, really strong for me. The experience of actually being in the still, mm-hmm. where they you know, you saw the sugarcane husk, and I mean, I that was just such an experience for me.
2: Well, Haiti, so in terms of because you've traveled a lot in the Caribbean, right? I, so I specialize in the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. So, would you put Haiti kind of at the top of your list?
1: Top of my list for... Travel in general.
2: Like, top of the places that you've liked the most.
1: Oh, see, that's a whole other question. (laughs) Yeah, that I like the most and that I tell people that, you know, Haiti is for the traveler. It is not for the tourist. Um, Yes, it's definitely up there. It is one of my um, all-time favorites in terms of Caribbean islands, most definitely go go and experience it if even if you just go for three days and you stay at a beach hotel go and experience it it will be unlike any other experience you've had traveling i guarantee
2: well thanks so much for coming and letting us know the real haiti or what haiti is really like
0: well thank you thank
1: you for joining us
0: Thank you. And where can people find you once again?
1: They can find me at Farsighted Girl, F A R S I G H T E D G I R L, on Instagram and Twitter. Yay. 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 (laughs) And you can find
0: us at XXWillTravel on Instagram and Twitter, xxwilltravel.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Or on your favorite Android podcast player. (laughs) Go to the website, sign up for our newsletter. Um, Let us know how you feel. Leave us a review. And most importantly, go forth and travel.